Welcome to the Tech Funnel Roundtable, where we are decoding technology and marketing trends and topics for progressive professionals. This podcast offers interesting interviews, actionable tips, and creative insights to help you grow, create, and innovate far into the future. Now here's your host, Danny White, and today's special guest. Hello and welcome to TechFunnel.com's interview series. My name is Danny White, and today we have the opportunity to talk to Jackie Clayton. Jackie is a uniquely inspirational speaker, combining hard-earned stripes as a recruiter, empathy learned through years in human resources, and a sassy, infectious personality that truly inspires confidence in her message. With acclaimed expertise in diversity and inclusion, recruitment technology, and a global network of nonprofit, human resource, and recruiting professionals, Jackie leaves audiences excited to take her insight and apply new tools and tips to immediately transform their careers and organizations. Jackie serves as the Director of Customer Success for Hiring Solved, named the second most innovative company in artificial intelligence by Fast Company. She is co-host of the International Recruiter Zone show Pink Slips and P45S, which focuses in learning the backstory of today's top recruiters and human resource thought leaders. Welcome, Jackie. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Awesome. So for the majority of your career, you've worked in talent recruitment and talent acquisitions. What made you want to get into that space? Funny. Good question. Actually, I had no plans on getting into the space. To be really <laughs> honest with you, um, what was really interesting, I used to be in IT. And then when I stopped to have my children, did some little sales things. And so I started my career at uh, Robert Half. They Mm -hmm. were looking for resumes that had sales and IT on it. So that's how I I got started. And it sounded like a cool opportunity. Um, I can't tell you why I stayed, though. I've stayed within the space because I really love people and I like people puzzles. I like Mm -hmm. putting the right people in the right job at the right time. And I also enjoy uh, finding the right people. So that's always been something that I've really um, gotten into and love still to this day. That's awesome. What did you do in um, IT? So I was a business analyst. And it's funny because my job was actually customer satisfaction analyst. Mm -hmm. And I had to make sure that our team that we had was happy with the technology they got and they were Mm -hmm. getting everything that they needed. So it's kind of like full circle, getting back to now as a director of success. That's kind of what I do now. But that's how I started as a business analyst, making sure we were getting the right technology and it was working great for everybody. Wow, that's awesome. So what do you feel are some of the biggest challenges that, challenges that are facing the talent acquisition industry today? I think one of the biggest challenges, as much as I, I love technology, I think some of the technology has become uh, a, a challenge of trying to kind of settle down the noise. Mm. Um, right now, right here in 2019, we know that there is a candidate shortage, but it feels like we've been saying there's a candidate shortage for mm-hmm. like 10 years. Wow. Um, we can't all be right. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> at one point, it was it, the reason I say the technology, I should say the data is the biggest challenge, is really being mm-hmm. able to maneuver through all of the data we have to make sure that we are finding the right candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a, a huge challenge because... There's so much data. At one point, we couldn't find candidates. Now, even though there's a candidate shortage, we have access to so many people. So how do you get to go through that and find the right one? 
I think that's a challenge. And when there is a candidate shortage, all of the opportunities that we have to compete with become a big challenge. So I think that's one of the biggest things going on right now. Um, kind of a combination of, of too much data and too many tools to sort through it. Yeah, so one of the main like problems that we see coming across is like not as much, I guess, getting enough candidates as it is ensuring that the best and most qualified candidates are the ones that come through. Um, are there like any types of tools that recruiters should really be looking at to ensure that they're getting the effective sourcing of talent that they need? Now, that's a great question. So, of course, I'm, I would, I have to say hire and solve because that's my product. <laughs> yeah. Outside of that, um, I think uh, it's important that we look at tools like Textio. Um, Textio is a great tool to make sure that there is uh, a, re- a reduction of bias in the job description. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an important tool that's just to make sure that we're attracting the right talent. Um, I also think that, uh, it, you know, it's definitely right to try to target the right kinds of candidates mm-hmm. um, and try to have more of a proactive uh, approach. Like we always, in, in sales, they always say, you know, always selling. But within recruiting, it's always recruiting. Always mm-hmm. looking for the talent that you think that you you are needing and to really target towards to make sure that you're getting the right the right talent. Um, I think the biggest uh, issue is that some of the descriptions are so broad that mm-hmm. the the network casting is too wide. So right. again, we're getting a lot of people, but not necessarily the right people. The right people, yeah. 2020 marks the 20th anniversary of Merit Direct, and here we are celebrating growth at this year's MDX event. Join us as we hear from keynote speaker Andrew Davis and many other B2B experts. Austin, Texas, March 11th and 12th. Register today at MeritDirect.com. So we were talking about earlier the integrated talent acquisition before we started the interview. And what what does that really look like? And what kind of challenges do you talent acquisition professionals, you know, have when they're trying to adopt such an approach? Sure. So when I started recruiting, I'll be dating myself, but <laughs> we had a fax machine and something called the book of lists. I know people are hearing me and they know, remember the book of lists. And it was one book that everybody got in the same county um, trying to find candidates. And, uh, but now the role has changed. We used to, you know, just recruit. Now we're dealing with marketing and engagement and mm-hmm. retention. And so what we're seeing, it's kind of, it's, a um, it's, it's almost like you want to look at a high rise, like at the right. base layer, we have like an applicant tracking system. Mm-hmm. Then we have our CRM, we have our additional HRIS systems. Uh, and so what is key is that you are able to um, use all of those uh, pieces effectively. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to do is to make sure that you have all of the pieces necessary for your role. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to outsource all of marketing to the marketing department. Now right. we see companies that have specific like recruiting marketing. Um, but if you are, are, are trying to add something or if you're wanting to have that right text stack, mm-hmm. you really need to make sure that you have a way to track your candidates, but also to engage your candidates right. um, and to keep that organized. So I think one of the challenges that people have is, is what order are we supposed to get these tools? Mm -hmm. Um, And what is more effective than the next? 
Uh, and so I think uh, one of the challenges is we always want to look at the latest new things or the brightest or the shiniest right? Um, without doing a full analysis inside of what's working for your recruiters mm-hmm. and maybe where there's something that could be automated or something that can be outsourced or something that you can, um, you know, maybe need to cut from the process. Mm-hmm. And so when you're trying to build an integrated solution for your team to really find out what's lacking and start there first mm-hmm. um, uh, to make sure that you don't end up again with, with too many pieces that uh, too many pieces of technology that isn't helping you with your efficiency or your time to hire or, or things like that. Absolutely. This leads me kind of to the next question, which is on ROI and accountability. So um, almost every department has to prove, you know, prove the worth, as they would call it, to senior management. Um, what are those metrics that um, talent acquisition leaders should focus on when they're actually trying to demonstrate, you know, whether an integrated approach over a non-integrated approach works, whether it's worth the effort and the time and the money when they're approaching their senior leadership? Well, I might get some backlash on this one. I'll take it. <laughs> After all the years that I've been doing this, I would like to start seeing people look at one year out on where the people are that they hired. Mm, Okay. Um, I think what happens is when, if people are doing a reactive approach and they're not looking at their internal data or internal resources and people are just focused on on one tool, um, it's like rushed Mm -hmm. and we're not nurturing our candidates. And so if we want to have all of these, um, like the ATS and your CRM and all of those things, Mm -hmm. the hope is that we can have people that fit not only the role, but they also fit the culture and all of those things because we're we're nurturing, we're engaging, we're inviting people into our family early before we can, you know, have time to have that role. So if you want to see if it's working, it's it's after they've been hired and they're there and at, at after one year, that's when you can tell, okay, does this person really fit into our culture? Or mm-hmm. did we just get duped during the beginning of the process mm-hmm. um, to see? Because I think, you know, a lot of times, historically, we stop at the hire and then move right. on to the next acquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't really, the, the, the most effective way to figure out if these things are working is if we can reduce you know, the, um, that we're losing candidates or if we're losing employees. Um, and so I would say that would be critical. I also think it's important to see where are you getting the hires from? What Mm -hmm. is the, the, you know, what, what tools are you really getting resources from? We, we talked a little bit about LinkedIn earlier and offline about how some people, they just want to focus on that. Right. Um, and you're making a major investment. So how many hires are you making with that tool? Mm. Um, even though you feel like you have to have it. And, and so it's important when you're looking to see that is, is to really check and see where your candidates are coming from mm-hmm. um, and make sure that you continue doing that to see if it changes so that you're making the right investment. Switching gears just a little bit. Um, you, ta- you wrote recently about artificial intelligence within recruitment. What role um, do you think it is playing or will play in the future over the next couple of years? Will we I, be it more or will it just kind of be, you know, this thing that we talk about, but we don't really, you know, know how to implement it? 
oh, that is great. Um, I think a lot, I think there's been a lot of confusion as to what artificial intelligence really is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will back up a minute. I talk about artificial intelligence and we, we were lucky. We do have some tools internally where we use artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. But what seems to be marketed to a lot of people are fancy algorithms that don't actually use artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to talk and kind of target that around machine learning and understand that we are, we're learning about that piece. And um, I think that we will see more mundane tasks become more automated. I think that we're going to see, you know, things like scheduling interviews or, mm-hmm. um, you know, sending out questionnaires or some basic questions. Mm-hmm. We know that, especially with like Google Home and Surrey and Alexa, we've gotten so used to those tools. I think we'll start seeing that play a bigger part in, in getting people jobs. Mm-hmm. And I also think we're going to see it more on the candidate side as we progress within recruitment, where, where it's going to be directing candidates to the right companies and the right jobs based on their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, mark that down. You know, <laughs> foresight. Um, but I think that the, the biggest part that we're going to see is that it's going to, uh, you know, really allow us to find the top candidates faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to uh, a client of ours and for every job, um, they're a large company and they're really popular, but on average, they get about 2,600 resumes Wow, per job, per requisition. And I was like, even if you went through 300 resumes, how do you know you had the best talent there? Right. So, um, it's important that we can at least if we have everybody who's applied, get to the best person in that stack. And that's where auto, artificial intelligence plays a huge role or, again, machine learning to be, to be able, because a machine can go through those 2,600 resumes. Right. But a human, it would just take too long. Absolutely. Well, may the best man win with AI. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So a bit of a personal question. What is the thing you love the most about talent acquisition And what's the biggest lesson you've learned from your many years in the space? I think the thing I love most about talent acquisition is that you really are able to get to know people and companies really well. But it is very satisfying when you know that you've made a great hire and to be able to to see these companies grow and watch people throughout their career. Um, I remember there was a candidate, he was a .NET developer. This is like 2004. Mm-hmm. And I followed him throughout his career. And then uh, like 10 years later, he wrote, I never placed him in a job. And at this point, he's like a director of oh, wow. a major company. And he was just like a little help desk guy. Um, <laughs> said, he wrote something to me and he was like, Jackie, you were the best recruiter who never found me a job. And it felt so good to know that it still made impact. We weren't able to place him, but he still stayed in contact. With me. So I think that's the part I love the most. Um, what I would say that the biggest lesson that I've learned within the talent acquisition space mm-hmm. is that you really have to listen. You really, you can't be too assumptive mm-hmm. as this is a, a, it's a personal decision. It's a make your life choice. And it's really taught me to listen to these candidates Mm -hmm. and um, get a feel because you can make a life-changing decision. 
you're a part of that decision. And so it's, it's not to be taken lighthearted. So I would say the biggest lesson I've learned is that you really have to listen to your, your candidates um, and just make sure that you, you don't rush the process too much. Just make sure that you're uh, really getting to the needs and then you don't ever have to worry about churn and turnover as long as you make sure you're getting the right person at the right time. Absolutely. That's awesome. Where can people find out more about you? Oh, good question. Uh, well, I do spend a lot of time on Twitter. I'm Jackie Clayton. Of course, it's Y-E, um, but I'm like the only Jackie Clayton Y-E, so mm-hmm. me is real easy. Um, okay. But if, if, you, if you really want to talk to me, you can ping me on Twitter. It's probably faster than text or Facebook or Instagram or anything else. You can find me there most of the time. Awesome. Jackie, it's been incredible to talk to you today. Thank you so much for stopping by and sharing your insights with us. We really do appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Guys, thanks for listening to this interview. For these and other interviews and topics, you can visit us at techfunnel.com. You can connect with us across social on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our weekly newsletter so you can stay up to date on everything that's happening in the industry. Thank you. Thanks again, Jackie. You're welcome. Bye-bye now. For more information on today's topic, head over to techfunnel.com. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Tech Funnel Roundtable. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. While you're there, be sure to like us, review us, and subscribe to us. Don't forget to check us out on social, Facebook at Tech Funnel Online, Twitter at Tech underscore Funnel, on LinkedIn at Tech Funnel, on Instagram at tech underscore funnel underscore online, and on YouTube at our parent channel, Bython Media.